Welcome to Mission Sunlight Chat from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. Normally, we're in our world headquarters in Chattanooga, Tennessee, in the United States of America, but today we are in Kansas City, Missouri, which of course is still in the U.S., but in the central state of Missouri, at ASI. So exciting to hear and see the various ministries and the people leading those ministries involved, volunteers uh, and institutional workers collaborating and networking together and seeing how God has changed and moved in the region where they have been assigned and found themselves leading and serving. Mission Sunlight Chat is about the stories of mission and ministry. And today we're going to be listening and talking with Andy Weaver from West Salem Mission in West Salem, Ohio. Andy, we're going to talk to you in just a moment. I want to finish our introduction. My name is Christopher Beeson. Our Director of Production and Engineering today is Jordan Wagner. Mission Sunlight Chat is a nonprofit Christian media organization. So if you'd like to know more, visit us at missionsunlight.org. If you want to give, you can click Donate. We want to thank you for whatever you're able to give, whether that's a donation, whether that's your prayers. Um, we are grateful for you. One thing you can do for us is to help us grow more lives for Jesus, to share the story of Jesus, to spread the truth as it is in Jesus. And that is by just sharing, giving this link to a friend or maybe an enemy. Post it on your social media, text it to a friend right now, even snail mail it if you want. Share Mission Sunlight Chat today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Andy, again, thanks so much for joining us today. You are the president of an ASI ministry called West Salem Mission. And um, tell us a little bit of your story, um, how, you, how you became a Seventh-day Adventist. You don't appear like... The rest of the us. The rest of the Seventh-day Adventist <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I remember the first time I was interviewed on 3ABN, Danny Shelton was asking me, he said, so are you a very conservative Seventh-day Adventist or were you born and raised Amish? Of course, he knew the answer, but I was born and raised in the Amish community in Ohio, a very conservative Amish community. Mm -hmm. uh, we were very um, kind of shielded from the rest of the world. We had no indoor plumbing, no cars, of course, just horse and buggies and no radios and um, no telephones. So um, we were just very shielded, never really exposed to the outside world, whether it was the good, the, the good part of the outside world, like Adventism or the bad things that happened in the world. We were just, we were just, we didn't have access to it. Right, right. And so <clears throat> after we got married, my wife and I, in 2004, um, it wasn't long, a Seventh-day Adventist couple moved into our neighborhood. And I was, at that point, uh, the Holy Spirit was working my heart. I didn't know it, but I was becoming very interested in um, um, different denominations, why people mm -hmm. believe what they believe and that kind of thing. And I was also reading a book on Anabaptist history because Amish are you know, Anabaptist descendants. So if you read uh, history, you'll read about the Anabaptists during the time of the Reformation. And so I was becoming very, very interested in uh, all the different denominations, their origins and so on. And, and it was just timing was everything. Um, a Seventh-day Adventist couple moved into the community and shared some of their, their beliefs with us. And um, I was born and raised, uh, I was raised to, uh, you know, and taught that the uh, Ten Commandments are still binding and those are commandments that we are to abide mm -hmm. by and <coughs> always thought that we were keeping the Sabbath. And so we were very intrigued uh, with the, some of the uh, commonalities between Amish and Adventism, well, you know, whether it's the Ten Commandments, you know, believing and upholding the Ten Commandments, uh, 
communion, foot washing and communion, I was very intrigued by that. Um, and so I never saw the conviction coming. I was just kind of picking the brain of my my friend. And, of course, he was loving it. I had no idea how much he, he was loving it. But So I'm just asking him a lot of questions. And he answered, I had some very, I had some major questions about God, the character of God, mm-hmm. uh, because we believed in the immortality of the soul. Um, strongly believed that when that when you die or in the resurrection you'll be saved or lost and if you're lost um, you'll go to hell and you'll burn forever and ever and ever mm. and I had a hard time understanding you know what what, what good comes out of that uh, how do you say God is love and then and then and then it, it just it seemed like a gross injustice burning you in persecution forever and ever yeah, yeah. that's not a very loving sounding God no it? it's not and you know it's not like I hated God I did not I wanted to love God and serve God but it, it's very hard to reconcile a, a God of love with that kind of teaching. Mm-hmm. And so I struggled with those kinds of things. And then, of course, the Sabbath came up, and uh, I was uh, intrigued by that. And <clears throat> as soon as my friend explained the Sabbath to me, I, I knew it made sense. Like, it just, it just clicked. Like, this is, this is an issue. But I didn't. I still wasn't convicted that this is something that I was going to have to respond to. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think so. But eventually, conviction set in, and and my Hol- world Holy went Spirit upside down. Changed your your oh, whole perspective. Yes. Uh, yes, and I tried getting away from it. I I eventually burned all my books, my literature. I just tried to get away from it all. Wow. Forget what I've learned in the past year. And so this this was about a three-year process, mm-hmm. and eventually um, life. You know, it's interesting. We can once we know something, you can't unknow it. You know, you just you just can't back. You can't go back to way to the way things were before. And that's what I wanted to do. That's what I tried to do. Just go back to my innocence, my ignorance. You know, where I just don't know this stuff, and but it wouldn't work. I just couldn't do it. And so it got so bad, I, I became suicidal. Mm. And one day, I just I had a conversation with the Lord. I said, look, uh, this is not getting it. I can't go back the way I was. I'm trying to. Um, I'm just, I'm hating life right now. And um, I had, um, I started uh, studying more and <clears throat> studying especially prophecy. Mm-hmm. Book of Revelation. Uh, Revelation chapter 10 and 12 and 14 really 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 spoke to me yes and you know revelation chapter 14 in the light of uh, matthew chapter 24 14 uh, i believe it's 24 14 where it says this gospel of the kingdom shall go into all the world mm-hmm. and be preaching all the world and, and then, then the shall end they, will come yes and then uh, my friend uh, somewhere along the line he might have given me literature that touched on on revelation chapter 14 okay and i thought this is this is only this is nobody else. This is this 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 is the message that, that the Seventh Day Adventists are preaching. And so, in 2000, um, 2013, exactly ten years ago, yes, um, we stepped out, and uh, there was a few years where we uh, um, had to to count the cost because yes. we knew we would lose our family. Mm. Um, all the people we went to school with, uh, our world would go upside down. Your community was separated. That's right. Mm. Yes, and so we were in the heart of an Amish community of about 350 families. And so the average family has nine children. So, you know, we were in the heart of our people. And I tell you, the hardest part for me was, by far, I think, to uh, surrender my reputation. Mm. 
I got along with the uh, people in my community very well. I'm kind of a fun guy, and the young people like that. And so wherever I went, whether it was weddings or barn racings, um, I had a blast. I just I loved being around people, and I had a good time. And mm-hmm. and so I had a good reputation. Got along with everybody. And then to know that this is all going to going to change like the flipping of a switch, mm-hmm. and it did. Yeah. Um, not entirely. I mean, the people still. There's people that look at me favorably, and there's the people are pretty friendly, uh, some of them. But yeah, um, then I become a missionary to the Amish, and you know what that does. Did you stay living where you were, or did you have we to did. make a move? We did. For several years, we tried to move. We just prayed and said, Lord, open the door so that we can move and, and um, not be right here in the middle of the community and be excommunicated and ostracized. Uh, but the Lord would not open doors, and I thank God he didn't. Um, we just didn't realize how fast our family is going to grow up. Mm. And so we're just very glad we're not somewhere on, on the two-acre lot. Yeah. We have a small farm yet. And so, um, yeah, the Lord has provided. I, You know, the one thing I would say is when I look back, I know you're supposed to say this, but I say this because it's true. God has never let us down. Never. Amen. I've never come to, in these 10 years, where I felt like, even during the time that where I felt like God has let me down. He just has not. And so it has been an amazing experience. It's been hard. <clears throat> We're part of a ministry now after our conversion. Uh, we formed a nonprofit organization that eventually became a member of ASI, um, where we reach out, we share, we produce literature and Bible study guides and stuff for the Amish. And... Uh, it's been hard. It's a hard, it's a hard ministry because you can't just uh, throw an evangelistic meeting and and go out and evangelize the Amish and expect them to come out and you know, like you do in the rest of the world. Like in, and so, it's a tough ministry, but it's a rewarding ministry and it's been a blessing. And Amen. I always say, I we left. We were very very um, committed to our, the Amish, to the Amish Church before we knew we've learned all this truth. Uh, we were very, very committed and loyal, and but we left. I remember, remember the last time uh, driving home from church uh, in the Amish buggy. I was thinking about today as I was listening to the sermon. Um, I remember just crying like a child because my first 30 years, that's all I knew. Just going in a horse and buggy, going to church with my family and everything. And... I remember looking back, looking at my wife. She was sitting in the back of the bucket, and she was crying. And, and we've come long past that, but that mm-hmm. was that was a very, very rough time in my life. Uh, but like I said, we've never looked back. We love we love Adventism. We're just grateful for for those that went before us that uh, carried the torch of truth to my generation. Amen. Andy, I want to hear more. Just uh, give us a moment. We're going to take a quick break for about 60 seconds. Just a reminder, missionsunlight.org. That's mission, S-O-N sunlight.org missionsunlight.org is a place where you can learn more and you can also give there share the link of today's program or the entire podcast platform with a friend by text social media or you can do so by email take a moment right now during the break and share it with someone while we're taking a break we'll be back with more mission sunlight chat
Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat. We are at ASI in the exhibit hall. Lots of ministries and uh, folks walking around sharing, encouraging, listening, learning about one another. And we're doing no less here at the Mission Sunlight Chat mobile studio with our podcast. Mission Sunlight Chat is um, happy to be here and part of ASI with Network 7 Media Center. And Andy Weaver is our guest. Andy, you are the president of West Salem Mission. That's correct. And you just shared a bit about your, your book, your conversion to uh, your experience in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, your life in the Amish community. Uh, you have a book. Tell me about that. Yeah, so a lot of people kept telling me, Andy, you need to write a book about your life story. And I did a few years ago, um, kind of what it was like um, in the Amish community, growing up and living in the Amish community and how we found the truth. And, and the name of the book? Uh, it's called uh, The Anabaptist Remnant. Anabaptist Remnant? That's correct, because and the Amish are of the Anabaptist descendants. And, of course, the, the Bible talks about the remnant of her seed who keep the commandments of God. Yeah. And so that was the, the, the how the title came about. little connected meaning there for, yeah. uh, for us. So how can a person find Anabaptist Remnant? I suppose they could go to Amazon, or is it published under uh, what publisher? Yeah, the, the, the best place to find it is just go to our website, westsalemmission.org, okay. and it's available there. You can okay, westsalemmission.org. That that's was going to be another question is how can they connect with you? So that's the website, westsalemmission.org. Right. Yeah. yeah, if you get on our website, you can see what we're up to, what we're, we're doing to, uh, to work our little vineyard in the God's kingdom. Well, tell us about West Salem Mission. Tell us about that vineyard in God's kingdom. Yeah, so West Salem Mission is in north central Ohio. Uh, it's in the uh, right next to the one of the world's largest Amish populations, which is Holmes County, Ohio. And we produce literature, Bible study guides, um, that kind of thing for for the Amish. Um, we have uh, when we came we, when we became Seventh Day Adventists, uh, there was only about well, it was only us there in Ohio. Uh, as far as Amish conver converts, and there might have been a family elsewhere. I think there was a family elsewhere. They were not really members of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, but we just had a real burden. We thought, you know, the, the Revelation chapter 14 says that this gospel, you know, the everlasting gospel shall go to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, and the context of that, of course, is the three angels' messages. And we were just kind of astounded that we didn't learn about this sooner. Mm -hmm. And so now we have a ministry that to make uh, those messages and God's end time message of hope and truth uh, available to the Amish communities. Amen. So your your ministry is a very, very focused uh, intensity for the Amish community. That's correct. Amish, Mennonite, that kind of thing. Okay, and I was going to ask you, my, my knowledge is limited. I know you have uh, Amish, Mennonite, Hutterite. That's correct. And uh, so is there another branch of this group and, and uh, those are the three main ones you got the uh, brethren which okay. are kind of uh, similar uh, but it's most Amish and Mennonite and Hutterite um, Hutterites don't have as much in common with us than Mennonites uh, because they kind of congregate in or live in enclosed communities we did not um, we lived in what they call settlements uh, mm -hmm. communities but they were not closed communities but theologically Amish and Mennonites are very very much the same um, I know <coughs> traveling north between Chicago and Cleveland along the o northern Ohio border, probably not far from you, is a demonstration of a huge, beautiful barn that was built by the community 
I'm not sure if that's if it was if it was Amish or Mennonite. The is it Shipshawana that has oh, yes. the, the barn with yes. the is that Amish? Yeah. Um, I don't even know. I've been there once. That's okay. in Indiana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Just just yeah, just outside Goshen, and I. I, I wouldn't know. I don't remember the details. I remember the barn, but I believe it was built by the Amish. It, yes, you mentioned barn raising earlier, and um, my wife and I are, are, are building on uh, some property that we have in East Tennessee, and someone suggested that we connect with the Amish in our community because they uh, uh, mill the, the, the logs off your property and help you for uh, put planks together for building and things in, in that barn that I saw there at Shipshawana is just an incredible demonstration of the craftsmanship and the, the really the fine work that is done. Barn raising is a is a is a is it's an a all thing. day event, right? It's well, a big thing. It used to be an all day event. They're building barns now in half a day. Because um, you know, if if you get into a a, a, a conference like this, you have uh, you have attorneys, you have doctors and surgeons, you have all kinds of white collar. Um, people that have studied hard and long and have, achie- have achieved uh, great achievements, you know. But when you go to the Amish community, it's all blue collar. Mm-hmm. And so you would expect that they will, they'll put their heart into something. They um, all work well with their hands. They They're work well with their hands. And so instead of going to, to high school or college, beyond eighth grade, you go and you start working on a construction crew. And so they just become quite good with their hands and their skills when it comes to uh, carpentry. Um, they're an am- amazing craftsman. So is West Salem Mission's desire to tell the Amish to become Seventh-day Adventist? Or, I mean, wh- what, is your, what is your goal? What's the end yeah, desire? Yeah, what's the agenda, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, our... What's yeah. your vision? Maybe that's, that's right. a way to put it. Yes. Well, our vision is very much, we want, we want them to be safe. You know? Amen. And that's, our primary burden is not that they will become a member of my church. We just want them in the kingdom. Um, However, a lot, a lot of times what happens, historically, there was, there was different Amish people that came out, uh, a number of Amish people, I should say, that came out in the past few decades mm-hmm. and embraced the Sabbath, but they would never become members of the church. And then they become very vulnerable. Mm. They get, uh, uh, it's very common for them to get um, sucked into um, you know, anti-Trinitarian movements or feast movements, which tend to be more conservative uh, um, element within the church. Uh, and so, we have we have a goal to to uh, bring people under the umbrella of the Seventh Adventist Church be, just because of that. It just it just seems to shield them from a lot of vulnerability that otherwise uh, exists out there. And gives tremendous clarity to their thinking and and, and how they process these things too. Um, having a, a denomination with with clear set doctrine it does in it gives our young people a sense of belonging which yes. i think is very 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 important um i you know I, I like conventions like asi it's it's not not only can we network it's very inspiring mm-hmm. and you know i, I have eight children here ch- uh, eight children here um three boys and five girls and they're loving it. They are like these are my people, and yes. they just they're just loving. They're inspired. Amen. And you know, when it comes to truth, we need more than intellectual truth. We need to be inspired by it. And and inspiration is is really a great motivator. You know, it helps us to love God, and and uh, it causes us to love God. So Otherwise, we would just just become Pharisees, right? Where it's an intellectual knowledge, and now it's a letter of the law, and we do what we do because we're supposed to do it. 
we want to be inspired. We want it to come from the heart because we love God. And, and this, this convention, I believe, really does a great number to that. So this was one of my questions is why West Salem would, would come to ASI. And that is it, the, the network opportunity, the, the connection with others. You mentioned your children loving being here. I have five kids, four daughters and a boy. And my three oldest girls are, are older and have moved on and married now. They were all talking to me last week and this week about missing being at ASI. Oh, they loved it growing up. And my younger two enjoy the children's programming, the testimonies. They love seeing the church leaders come into their classrooms oh, and, and talk and, and show that they're relatable, it's you know, so conversations. Amazing. And then, of course, they love. They love going to the booths and getting all the, oh, yeah. the pens and the, the lanyards and the bags and, you know, just as much as the adults do. Oh, yeah. Know. They come back loaded with pins <laughs> on their shirts. and Yeah, ESI is amazing. And, you know, uh, frankly, I'm not here because I need anything. Um, God has really blessed us um, financially. Yeah, we have good supporters. But I'm, I'm here, you know, primarily to show my support to the church. Amen. And that's that's my primary reason. And, of course, to garner some inspiration. And I've got a lot of inspiration since I'm here. Amen. I just feel like like there's more that I can do. I'm inspired. I just feel like I'm revived to go back. Um, you just brush shoulders with like-minded believers. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. It's just like a little taste of heaven, I think. Andy, I'm glad you've been encouraged. We hope our listeners have been encouraged by hearing from you and been blessed by the program today we have more to come but we need to take a break so remember you can give at missionsunlight.org and you can share this program with anyone right now thanks for doing both or either we'll be back with more mission sunlight chat our salvation is a day-to-day matter isn't it the real principle of the Sabbath is reconnecting ourselves with the Creator. We must learn to abide in Jesus now. We move ahead with our mission objectives, recognizing that we are serving together the Most High God. Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat. We are at ASI in Kansas City, Missouri, here in the exhibit hall. People smiling and uh, sharing with one another, people praying and uh, saying hallelujah. God is good. It is good to be at ASI, isn't it, Andy? It's wonderful. wonderful. Andy Weaver from West Salem Mission, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for sharing your testimony. I just want to know, maybe you'd like to share just a thought or a word of encouragement to our viewers or listeners who are either listening or or watching on Facebook or YouTube, uh, maybe listening on one of our podcast channels. Uh, just anything you'd like to just offer them as a word of encouragement. Sure. I would just say that life is worth living, you know, and there's a truth out there um, worth embracing. If you're struggling, get involved. Hmm. You know, that's, that's the big thing. Sometimes when we, uh, when we just take and take and take, uh, we learn, but we don't share. We become stagnant. And so I would say get involved. Um, we have embraced uh, biblical truth as we know it in Jesus for the past 10 years, and our, our lives has been wonderful. It has not always been easy, but it's been wonderful. It has, God has never let us down. And when our focus becomes Christ and other-centered, 
then our lives can be rich every day Amen. and we can we can love life as uh, the apostle peter says quoting in the book of psalms love life and see good days and so if you're struggling get involved uh, there's a me there's a message that the world is looking for amen um, share it with your neighbors amen good word of encouragement there andy thank you so much for being a part of our program that is today's program from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. This has been Mission Sunlight Chat with our guest Andy Weaver, West Salem Mission. I'm Christopher Beeson, your host and today's engineer, our director of production, Jordan Wagner. We thank you for joining us. We thank you for sharing our show with your friends via text, email, on your social media platforms, however you like to do that. We thank you for your gifts and your prayers, but especially for your prayers. That's all today from our mobile studios here in Kansas City, Missouri at ASI. This is Mission Sunlight Chat.